Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. Well, we're, we're part of a three-part series today. This morning, we're going to continue with that. And one of the things we know that you deal with as parents is all the extracurricular activities your children may be involved in. If they're preschoolers, yeah, you think, not so much, Bill. Well, I saw a three-year-old that went to his first soccer game yesterday, and they talked about how busy his week was going to be with preschool starting and all the things that go along with that. So it starts pretty young as far as extracurricular activities. It can be sports. It can be clubs. It can be drama. It can be jobs. It can be all kinds of things that, that take our kids out of our house, and we really have to coordinate how we deal with that as parents. And so one of the things that I'm excited about this morning is we have Scott Bailey. He is the Southeast Director, Southwest Director, South Central, South Central Director. I was almost there. I was there. South Central. That was going to be my next one. I knew it wouldn't be South Northern, so I eliminated that. Uh, director for the Fellowship of Christian Ath- Athletes, FCA. And he's going to be with us and talk about some of those things this morning. Because I think it's important as parents how to learn to balance that in our homes uh, some of you have experienced this already where you just feel like the things that your children do after school and even some of the responsibilities they have at school is, is kind of the tail that wags the dog in our homes. And actually, it should be the other way around. And so it's an opportunity also for our children as they learn about Christ and learn about living in a home to take that out to the ball fields and to the, the band practices and to the, the things they're involved in. So many times we see that as a separate part of their life and actually as a part where they can continue to be strong witnesses for Christ. So, Scott, let me start by saying, tell us a little bit about Scott Bailey. What do we need to know about him? Credit scores, bank accounts, credit card numbers? Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Um, So I originally uh, was at uh, Living Hope around the early 2000s. My parents are Alton and Elaine Bailey. I'm their oldest uh, son. I graduated from Western in 2002. came up a little, it was like a couple of years later than them, uh, so I, I think my parents came up in the late uh, 90s, and uh, me and my brother came up uh, somewhere around the year 2000, but uh, married a Kentucky girl, uh, met her at the Baptist Student Union, Baptist Campus Ministries, uh, Ashley uh, Bailey, we've been married for 17 years, got uh, two boys, uh, Anel who we adopted from Haiti. He is uh, 13. And then Chase, uh, who will be 10 in October, and we adopted him from China. Um, so we just recently, I guess it was around 2019, we moved back to uh, the Bowling Green area. Um, I was working with Lifeway Christian stores, uh, ended up closing down all of the retail stores and uh, had the opportunity to move back and, and close down the Bowling Green store. and. Uh, just started trying to figure out what God had uh, for me, and, and I felt like ministry was still, uh, he, he wanted me in some form of ministry, so uh, ended up joining Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, just as the pandemic was hitting uh, in, in April of uh, uh, 2020 last year, I came on, and um, just as schools were, you know, closing down, um, you know, to, to COVID and uh, a lot of the sports teams were, you know, trying to figure out what they were going to do. And so it's been interesting, but it's been really good to see how the Lord has uh, worked uh, through this ministry. 
Um, yes, that's a little bit about me. I forgot we had that Lifeway connection. I shut down a lot of things with Lifeway, too, <laughs> basically because I was an ept in my job. Um, so let me ask you this question. So you see a uniqueness about students that are involved in athlete, athletics after, after school and involved. What are some things that, that you think are unique to those who, and, and not just athlete, athletics, but also with extracurricular things, band, cheerleading, all those things. What are some things that are unique as far as how our children and how these young men and women who follow Christ, what are some challenges they face? What's unique to them in that role? I think a lot of times, you know, and we do it, and, and guys, I'm no expert. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a parent like you, and, you know, I know that's hard to believe, but, I mean, I, I don't have all the answers. So I, I'm, I'm humble that you asked me to come and speak, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to figure this out, and I'm hoping, you know, that we can do this together. But um, so we all have the tendency to find our identity in something. And so I feel like for kids that are in extracurricular activities, especially sports, they try to find their identity in that sport. And I mean, there's a scoreboard, so you can always see the results of what you're doing. So if I'm not winning ball games or I'm not, you know, um, hitting home runs or scoring, you know, then that's, that's where I find my identity, you know, it, it's, it's easy for kids to do that. And so, you know, whether it's whatever it is, you know, if it's, if it's banned, if I'm not first chair, I mean, whatever it is, you can find your identity in that. So I think, you know, that's, that's one thing that we have to, as parents, you know, when my son, uh, especially Chase, when he comes home and he's like, you know, look, uh, I, I got a, you know, an A on a paper, or I did this or did that, you know, of course I'm excited, but I'm just as excited when he comes in and he tells me I tried to do this and I, I failed at it. Oh, man, you know, I, that, that's great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited that you gave it your best effort and, you know, we'll, we'll try it again next time. And so, yeah, something like that. Thanks, Scott. Let me ask you this. Uh, you're an athlete. Most of us, I think, probably in here have been in locker rooms or in band halls or someplace, band trips or, or, or whatever, but most of us have been involved in some type of extracurricular type of activity some point in our life uh, in middle school or high school. How hard it is in the locker room on those church buses, church buses, not church buses, on those school buses, uh, to maintain a Christian walk. Uh, there's a lot of pressure to conform to what's going on in their culture. There's a lot of uh, pressure to accept things that, as believers, we don't necessarily accept. How, how, do you, how do you help your child in those situations? I mean, it's very hard. I mean, any of you that's ever played sports or done, you know, those extracurricular activities, you know it's difficult. Um, I'd like to tell you that I wasn't a follower of uh, the, what the world said was, you know, um, what, what they held in high esteem, but I was. So, I mean, I played sports, football and baseball in high school, all the way up through high school. And I, I came to Saving Faith when I was eight years old, but I didn't really live it out in my daily walk, you know, at school. And I wish I would have had a group of guys, um, I mean, either girls or guys that were, were, 
you know, encouraging me and my walk and my faith in Christ there at the school level. I wish I would have had something like what Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, allows these students to, to be able to um, engage and equip and empower them with the gospel. Um, I, I know that that would have really helped me um, in, in my faith. Um, so I, just to answer your question, I think it starts at home, for sure. We've got to model it as, as parents. Uh, we've got to encourage our, our, um, you know, our children to be able to walk. If we're not modeling it, then, then they're not. Um, but just, you know, continue to encourage. Um, and so we, we've got, and it's not just Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There are other organizations in, in the schools, but, but we do have a presence within the schools, uh, elementary, middle, and high school level, sports teams, uh, you know, school huddles, um, you know, just getting involved in what your, your kids are doing and letting them know that there are options in order to help them in their walk where, where they are in, in the schools. Scott, I want to come back to a point you made uh, in that. Uh, guys, sorry, you know that when I show up, I'm going to be harder on the, fa the fathers and men in here. So here it comes again. Just get ready for it. So buckle your seatbelts because that's just what I do. Okay, so one of the things you talked about is we model it at the home. And so you've got fathers that leave early, come back late. Uh, so how do we model for our, our son or our daughter that as you go and where you go, that you take Christ with you and you, you're intentional in, in what you do? How, how do we do that practically? How do we do that as moms? How do we model that in our homes? Because we can have, we can have devotionals, we can have Bible studies, we can, we can talk about those things, but how do we intentionally challenge our children to take their faith with them to school? And, and, and how do y'all do that as far as encouraging them and, and equipping them with FCA? And how would you challenge the parents to do that? Yeah, I think you, you have to have those conversations. So you, you wouldn't ask your child to do something that <clears throat> we're not willing to do. So if, if I'm going to challenge my child to, you know, make much of Christ in their school, then I need to do it in my workplace. So, I mean, having that conversation, hey, you know, I had a conversation with John at work, and, you know, this is kind of like what we were talking about. You know, we were we were going over, a, you know, a Bible story or a lesson or something like that, or I was meeting with a group of men before work, and, um, you know, we were unpacking uh, scripture, challenging each other. So I think if you're having those conversations, not just going and, and opening a devotion with your kids for a few minutes, and, and I'm not getting, I mean, I'm, I'm just as, you know, guilty of this as anybody. Um, but I, I think it starts with being intentional and then sharing with your kids what it is you're doing, you know, not just, hey, <clears throat> do as I say, not as I do, but you're modeling, you're actually, you know, doing the same thing. So, hey, buddy, I'm going to challenge you to do this, but I'm also doing it as well. What, what challenges do you think that are unique to the students that are busy all the time? I mean, either they're A students and, and they're really trying for those scholarships and they do the extracurriculars to, to improve that. Always studying, or you've got the, the the person on the field that wants to be the 
very best lacrosse player there is, and they, they're spending hours and hours upon that because there's a giftedness to it. The parents parents realize it. My my son or daughter has this talent, and so they want to give into that. How how do you how do you balance that with their Christian faith and their Christian walk? Um, that's that's a really good question. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. No, and that's fine. Um, you know, I. It's balance. I mean, I think we all have to, to figure out where that balance is, um, and, and you have to be thinking about it ahead of time. What, what you know, so your son or daughter has a, a giftedness in a particular extracurricular activity, but, I mean, there has to be a balance. So if it's, you know, playing games on Sunday, I mean, where does where's the line? Each and every one of us has to figure that out. Um, you know, for me, I, I know the importance of having my family here in worship every Sunday. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, there's not a time where, you know, something comes up and I say, okay, we're going to do this one time but and, and kind of explain that. But I, I think, you know, if you're constantly going, you're constantly doing and, and um, so – like for me, if, if um, I say to Ashley, we're, we're going to save an additional however much each month, but I, I don't have a plan, and, and I go back at the end of the month and I look at my account, and, you know, it's not there because we hadn't had a plan, well, you know, surprise, surprise. I mean, you know, so it's the same thing, I think, with your extracurricular activities. You have to have a plan, and this is, you know, where you're going to draw the line, and it's different for each and every one. Um, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but, yeah. So here's the, here's the million-dollar question, and if you answer this well, I'm going to steal it and write a book and be a millionaire. Uh, the parents are dealing with whatever age group you find yourself in, whether they're preschoolers or elementary-age children or middle school or high school, you, you find your children developing away from you. That's how God intended. God intended for your children to grow up and be self-assured, independent, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And the tension that we always find ourselves is, is am I giving too much freedom or not enough? Too much freedom or not enough? And so you, you see this probably in ways that parents don't see it. You see the flip side of it as you see uh, young men and young women growing up older and making decisions at, at a middle school or high school level that really impact the rest of their life. So what are some things that... that that you can help parents because I think it's unique to your children somewhat, but I also think there's characteristics that go across the board as far as how children develop and, and how we equip them, we launch them into life and adulthood. So what are some, some suggestions that maybe you give the parents as far as what you've seen, parents that are too clingy or maybe parents that give too much freedom or what are some examples that maybe would help today? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you can see it in both ways so just like you're saying if you're too clingy then you know a lot of times they resent you for that and as soon as they have freedom you know that relationship is is difficult uh, beyond you know once they uh, achieve their freedom um, I think also being too lenient so yeah really the only thing that I can say is just be consistent whatever it it is um, 
I mean, I, I keep coming back to Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he or she will go, and, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. It starts early, but, I mean, wherever you're at right now, that's, that's where you need to start, and just set some ground rules. They're going to fight you about it. I mean, every time that I, I decide, okay, Chase, we're going to go even do this, I mean, he's, he's fighting it for a little while, and then finally he gives in. Um, but, I mean, just set, set up, you know, um, and, and again, I, a lot of these questions come with modeling. So what am I modeling for Chase? What am, what am I, it's, it's one thing for me to say this is important, but if, it's, if I'm not actually doing it, that's what he's, he's wanting. He's wanting to see what I'm actually doing. Um, and if I say he's important, but I'm not investing my time in him, then is he really important? If I say that my walk with Christ is important, but you know he never hears anything ab about my daily walk with Christ, is it really important? So, yeah. Thank you, sir. I think it's interesting that, it, ladies, y'all know this, and men, you know this. If you have sons or daughters, for for men, it's really it's really easy for us to equip our son and be proud and kind of send them out. For moms to see the son go, it's, it's kind of tough because there's that unique relationship between a mother and, and her son. And for dads, you know that if you have a daughter, it's real. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it already. Yeah, For dads, it's really tough. Uh, probably the closest I got to my wife being extremely mad at me was over my daughter going to her first prom. And she just wasn't supposed to look like that at all. Uh, just wasn't. And so dads have a hard time launching daughters because I think there's this protectiveness and there's this specialness that, that God gives us in that. And I think moms have a hard time launching daughters or, or sons because there's that closeness to a son. And I think that's unique and I think it's God designed. So how, how would you see, so you're the sports end of things. So you see young ladies that are athletic, you see men that are athletic, and then you see cheerleaders and band members and all that. So how would you, based on that statement, which is eh, 90% true, how would, how would you help parents negotiate that? Say it, I mean. How would you help a mom to, to see her son that becomes a, a football player and, and becomes distant and because he's, he's moving away? How would you help her or the dad who sees the daughter growing up and is a cheerleader and she's beautiful and she's got a lot of attention from the guys? Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, those are horrible days for me. Anyway, so how would, how would you help a parent in a, in a, from a Christian perspective? How would you help them negotiate that? I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Give us a 50%. <laughs> Give us a 50%. Yeah. Um, hmm. Give us a set. Give us a yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to kind of, uh, you know, so I mean, um, all I can say is I, I've I've got a brother. We we are three years apart. We grew up in the same household. Um, I, I, for for you guys that have daughters, I'm I'm sorry. I mean that's all I can say. <laughs> I, um, I I grew up with a, a brother. I've got two sons. Uh, you know I, I often uh, try to you know. Uh, have conversations with Ashley, you know, about what it was like with her growing up. She grew up in, in sports, played basketball. Her dad was her coach and, and all that. Um, 
I think it, you know, all I can really speak to is, is you know, the male um, role. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's important for kids to have something that they're looking forward to, something that they enjoy. Um, so, you know, whether it's sports or band or, you know, whatever that is, that's something that they enjoy. But it, it has to be taken within context. It can't be, you know, this is supreme and, you know, if Christ is first, then make Christ first. Um, you know, and there, there is a balance. I mean, there's a way. We, we've been talking about that. There is a way in which to, to balance that. But um, so... Chase has been trying out lots of different activities. Tried karate, tried swimming, tried baseball. I, I didn't want to say, this is what you do. You know, this is who you are. I, I wanted him to be able to experience a lot of different activities. Um, and then just, you know, hey buddy, now you, you're gonna have to make a decision. You know, which one of these do you want to, to do? You can't do them all which one, you know, is your favorite, and maybe we're able to do one one season and one another season, but, you know, we, we still have these other things that are important to us. As a family, we, we still want to, you know, have family time, and so, again, uh, some of this is you, you have to build it early, but start, start wherever you're at right now. A couple more that aren't on our list. Oh, that's good, good. Because at least you were honest. That was great. Uh, I don't know about women. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. Or girls or daughters. Uh, yeah, there you go. So FCA, tell, tell me how that functions within the middle school, high schools. Are you in elementary schools also? So tell us how that functions and, and how we can come alongside of what you guys are doing to, because you are reinforcing what we're trying to do at home, correct? And so tell us how we can help reinforce what you guys are trying to do on the campus. Yeah, so our wheelhouse is sports. Our um, vision is to see is to see all lives change, but are uh, transformed by Christ. But so each and every one of us has been influenced. We're always influenced by someone, and as parents, we're hoping our kids are influenced by you know us as, as parents, but. So our wheelhouse, what, what FCA is about, is to see the world transformed by Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. So each and every one of us who's ever, I mean, even if you were in band, you were in drama, what, whatever it is, you were influenced by that individual. And as, as coaches, coaches have a lot of influence. So what we are trying to do is pour into coaches, pour into athletes, um, the need to have a relationship with Christ. And then the hope is they influence their peers, they influence other coaches. So one of the ways in which we're able to do this is through coaches' studies, um, through uh, having school huddles, so all the way from elementary, middle, and high school, just about every school in Warren County um, has some form of school huddles. It's been a little different, you know, through COVID, but we, we've got a school sponsor just about at every school that we work uh, through. Uh, what a school huddle would look like is uh, typically 15 to 20 minutes. We try to have it as much student-led, especially in these times. 
because if, if the students are leading, uh, then you, you don't have to fall under, you know, a lot of the different things that, that schools uh, require. So typically it's before school. There are some schools that allow us to meet during club time, um, but we, we try to have it be student-led. So we're engaging, equipping, empowering students to be able to lead, to be able to serve on what we call serve teams. Uh, so that's, that's school huddles and then, of course, sports teams. Um, we're uh, having character coaches, spiritual <clears throat> leaders that are volunteering or that are part of FCA staff that uh, are, are going and, and being a part of uh, a team ministry. So right now, I think pretty much all the football teams several of the volleyball teams uh, we, we've got uh, I think it's 15 or 16 teams right now in Warren County that we're serving uh, just this season along um, would love you know to have a conversation uh, with you guys um, about that so it's volunteer based normally an hour a week you go you share with a team afterwards you're a part of, you know, just kind of hanging out with them and, and being in practice, uh, go to games, you know, but just really loving on them, showing them that you care, and then, you know, sharing a, a scripture and what that scripture means to you and praying with them. Um, but so those are some of the ministries, and then we have our camps during the, the summer. Um, we had right around 160 or 170 at a power camp, which was first through sixth graders uh, this summer. And uh, I think there were seven uh, that gave their life to Christ, seven kids that gave their life to Christ um, through that. And then um, leadership camp, we had over 400, I think it was around 450 students uh, throughout the state that it was at WKU. And we had 50 students throughout the state that gave their life to Christ at that camp. So there's... Those are some of the things, yeah. Just This is just a side note. So do you have a list of the coaches that participate that we could get, their names and stuff? So this, this is how we can help also. If you see a coach on the list showing his tail at a game or something, we can start chanting FCA, FCA, FCA. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll straighten up. So, yeah, we'll see. They do have an incredible influence on us. Uh, one of the reasons why I came back to uh, – to the Lord as my basketball coach in high school. FCA wasn't on campus. He was just a good Christian man who, who didn't yell and scream at us, but we played our hearts out for him. So just a, just a way of in, in, impacting people's lives. If there's one thing you could say to these parents today, just one thing in a closing remark, because we're going to ask for questions in just a moment, but hit a closing remark, what would you say to the parents today? Um. I mean, wherever you're at right now, it's, it's not too late. I mean, I hope this has been encouraging uh, more than, than anything. Um, I mean, just, just I think each and every one of you are a part of your kids' lives. And so, I mean, just continue to invest in them. And um, we, we'd love to come alongside and help you partner, um, you know, and, and would love to have, uh, you know, you guys help us uh, in volunteering and, and getting connected in the community. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Any questions today? Any questions at all? They don't, it doesn't have to be about FCA. It can be about anything that you want to ask Scott at this point. Anything at all. Anybody? I'm going to get up anticipating someone's going to ask him a question. 
and I'm going to go off camera. So, any questions for Scott? Southern Georgia, so you're like, man, where's where's he from? You know, talk like that. It's, it's South Georgia, so yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, That'd be a really good question. Where where are you from? I'm, I'm Southern. Southern. Okay, Georgia. Any questions at all? Okay. If not, Scott, thank you. Uh, next week we're going to be talking to some school counselors, guidance counselors about mental health. I was supposed to lead that one originally, but my scores came back, and I'm not mentally healthy, so I can't do that. But they're going to be talking about what's, what they're seeing in schools and, and what's kind of going on there. Uh, they're going to have some, I hope, interesting insights on how COVID and all the things that are happening with COVID are affecting students. Uh, you probably see it in your home. You probably have been affected by it, just the things that are going on in our culture right now. And so I think it would be very interesting. I would come with a lot of questions uh, about what's going on in our schools and what's going on with our children's mental health. It is a concern of mine. I hope it's a concern of yours. These are difficult days that we live in and some tough times to be young. I'm glad I'm old. Uh, tough times to be, be a young person. And so a lot of things changing in our culture. Uh, I would ask questions about that possibly if you would like to see what's happening in our schools. Uh, again, that's gonna be next week. Mental health and what's happening in our school systems with our children and uh, how we as parents can have a positive impact on that. A lot of times, guys, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a product of public schools. My dad was on the school board in the, in the town that I grew up in. My mother was a teacher until her death. My wife is a teacher. My sister's a teacher. And so we're, we're public school people. But that doesn't always mean that's the best thing in the world. So parents can affect that. We, we feel like sometimes that we're, we're not invited into that world and, and, and quite Quite frankly, we are. And so I would be here next week. I would invite friends to be here next week, not because we're looking at numbers. I think it's going to be a very important time that we can find out what's going on in the public schools and, and how we can help our children and how you can help public school systems. You can help these counselors and you can help these teachers and principals uh, in public school. It, it really, it really I, I hate to use this term, and I'm not, well, I won't. I was going to say it takes a community, it takes a village, but it really does take all of us uh, interacting and, and being part of change, positive change in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? And so many times we just work back from that and think we don't have a voice when actually, last time I checked, we do. And so be here next week. Ask a lot of questions. They're going to be ready for them. And uh, find out how we can help change the culture in the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.